Hello and welcome to the agency show by ClientJoy. I'm Yash, co-founder and chief executive at ClientJoy. At ClientJoy, we help agencies manage their leads, proposals, contracts, projects, support, invoicing and payments, the whole nine yards. The agency show is our podcast where we invite agency experts and owners who make seven plus figures a year to talk about their problems across their growth, fulfillment, and revenues, and we talk about their journey of solving these problems. If you're an agency owner, this show is for you. So do not forget to hit the subscribe button. In this episode of The Agency Show, we've got Lee Matthew Jackson. He is chief architect at Event Engine, where he teaches event organizers how to build a community of fans that rave about them. He also runs Agency Trailblazer podcast. This conversation is brought to you by LegalWiz. Give this talk a listen if you're looking to market your agency while standing out from the crowd. Over to you, Lee. So, folks, my name is Lee Matthew Jackson. Um, I am going to talk to you about how to stand out from the crowd. The background being exactly the same as Yash. We have operated as a design agency for many, many years. And um, <laughs> there are, frankly, thousands of design agencies. So how on earth were we able in the early noughties to take ourselves from an unknown agency that was struggling to a thriving, vibrant agency that stood out in the crowd? What I'd first like to do is just share with you a little bit about who I am and what I'm involved with. We're then going to jump into a time machine and I'm going to take you right back to the early noughties where things were not great. And there might be a few things that you resonate in there. We're then going to show you where we are now. And then I'm going to take you through a three-step process to helping you navigate your way through three major shifts in your business. Now, Yash mentioned right at the beginning that there are three areas and that was growth, uh, fulfillment and revenue. We're specifically looking here at growth, although we do touch on revenue as well when it comes to your value and your pricing. Now, um, like I said, I'm Lee Matthew Jackson. I'm a brand ambassador. I'm a, an event organizer of my own events. I'm a podcaster. I'm a promoter. I'm also an agency owner. So I get up to an awful lot. Um, my two core companies are Event Engine. Uh, we do event tech, like uh, Yash said. We've also got Angle Crown, where a, a WordPress development company that also then funds all of my other projects, which includes the Agency Trailblazer podcast that we have here. Uh, we've got Agency Transformation Live, which is our yearly event. We have the Event Martech podcast. We have the Digital Renaissance podcast. And lastly, I'm also a Cloudways maverick and absolutely love representing Cloudways. I'm here representing myself and Cloudways for this talk, but also I get to travel the world digitally um, and also present online nearly every week for Cloudways, bringing lots of content to you. So without further ado, um, we'll jump into the TARDIS. I appreciate you might prefer the DeLorean. Um, either way, we're going to go and have a look at where my business was back in the noughties and if you can imagine, we were a team of developers and designers running an, a full-service design agency, which meant we worked really long hours. I was working 18-hour days. It was so exhausting. And I was having to get up super early, drive into the office, do these full days, spend a little bit of time with the family, 
get a little bit of sleep and then I was back at it. And very often I was working weekends. We uh, struggled with that feast or famine. Sometimes we'd have loads of work come in and then suddenly we'd be all hands on deck doing the work. And just as those projects were finishing off, we realized we had nothing in the pipeline and we had to scramble to find more business. It was very, very, very stressful. I was trapped in my business as well. You can see here, we've written down trapped in the business, meaning that I, I had no out. I couldn't just stop because everything would fall apart. Um, I was trapped. My partners were trapped. The, uh, the employees felt trapped in this business because too many people would be let down. Or if we took our foot off the pedal, then everything could fail. It was that kind of precarious for us. And we just felt trapped. One of our biggest issues was that we had too many products and services. We had positioned ourselves as a full service agency to all people. So <laughs> we were building apps, we were building websites, we were designing magazines, we were designing business cards, we were designing takeaway menus for restaurants. You can imagine we were doing all sorts of things. We didn't specialize in anything, we were doing everything. And it was very hard to sell everything, very hard to figure out who to sell everything to, because that's everyone. And it was basically a complete nightmare. No one project was ever the same, which kind of sounds like that would be fun, but actually that would be super stressful because it meant we had to do tons of research about each new industry that we had coming in. You know, what, what do I need to know about the events industry or what do I need to know about uh, the restaurant uh, industry when I'm building this site or when I'm designing this particular piece for them? So every single project was different. It was stressful. We never felt like we were confident or on top of our game. Uh, the other problem we had as a business is we had no clear messaging. We did not know how to position ourselves, how to position our business, how to talk about ourselves, or how to tell people what we did. I remember standing up at networking meetings because we figured that was the place to go and find more business. And I would have no idea what to say. I would ramble on about all the many, 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 many things that we did in the hope that somebody somewhere would hear what I was saying and need what it was that we were offering. Uh, and finally, we had a ridiculously scattergun approach to marketing. We would essentially do no marketing and then we would do all sorts of things really, really quickly and rapidly and panicky because we realized that we needed to bring more business in. We'd done all the project work and suddenly we had the famine coming up. We had nothing in the pipeline. So we were sending out email blasts to people randomly. We were showing up at events. We were showing up networking in the hope that we could find the next client so that we could continue to pay those bills. So you can imagine that was quite a nightmare. And it's certainly something that our listeners of the podcast will reach out to us and they'll say, hey, I, I really resonate with that. I was there or I am still there and can you help? So wherever you are, just have a think. Is there anything in your agency right now where you either feel chained to or trapped or you're struggling to understand your own marketing messages? If there's anything like that, as you've heard where I was, maybe take a second to just note a few of those down on a piece of paper. I want to share with you where we are today. We've got two core businesses. Angle Crown is a white label WordPress development company. And we now have a global reach through all of the podcasts and everything that we have. We 
we focus on content. I am the brand ambassador as well for Angle Crown, so I show up and we share tons of content and that's allowed us a large global reach of agencies from all around the world. We work with a lot of high risk clients. We're dealing with real um, data in intensive um, and uh, sorry, data intensive apps, uh, security intensive apps as well. Uh, we do a lot of site support and we also do a lot of business continuity planning, especially in large enterprises. So Angle Crown, that business in its own right is successful, it's solid and we're enjoying what we do. Uh, with Event Engine, uh, which is the original business that we were talking about, we now support countless uh, conferences all around the world. That's exhibitions, expos, conferences. Uh, we deal again with some real high-risk clients who are in some sectors that would potentially be a target, and we're looking after them and their events. Uh, we're operating massive websites, um, all based around WordPress again. We're offering site support, and again, we're doing things like um, business continuity. The difference is, is that we're no longer working those long hours. We're no longer working 18 hour days. In both businesses, we know exactly what we do. We know exactly who we are serving. We know exactly where we need to show up to market our businesses. We know exactly how um, to market, what to say, and we have our pipelines filled consistently for both of those businesses. And I wanna share with you how we did it for Event Engine and then we replicated that again with Angle Crown. And hopefully you will be able to learn the lessons of this and be able to do this for yourself. You see, if we go back to that time machine and we look at the long hours, the feast or famine, the stress, we got to a point at the business where we had no idea how to move forward. We were starting to accept projects of a lower and lower value because we were desperate to get the money in so that we could continue to operate as a business. And that just feeds itself. And then eventually you, you're in this race to the bottom because the only way you feel like you can stand out as a business is on price. And that was the trap that we were falling into. And we got to a point where we realized that we didn't have enough hours in the day or in the week or even in a year to be able to service enough business to be able to pay the bills. And at that point, we realized we had a major problem. Yeah, it took us a very long time. And we realized we had an identity crisis. We were a full service agency providing a range of the creative services with no limits. If you needed video, we would probably do video to anyone who needed it who had a credit card or a checkbook. That is not the way to run a business. That is not the way to market your business either because what on earth do you say? Where on earth do you show up? So what we did was we did an exercise. We wrote down a set of questions that we felt were absolutely essential for our business that if we could answer those, that would be a stepping stone in the right direction. That would help us define our products, our services, our target audience. It would help us define our messaging. We knew that if we could solve our identity crisis, then everything else would build upon that. We needed a solid foundation. So I would encourage you, let's take a look. Why are you running your agency? You see, for us, we recognized that we wanted to help. We wanted to help. Let's talk about Angle Crown. I wanted to help. When I set Angle Crown up, I wanted to help agency owners remove the stress from their lives and fall in love with their agency again. 
with Event Engine, we wanted to help event organizers market their business through real compelling branding and also through um, compelling and converting websites. So these were two very clear missions and they'd all gotten mixed up with us trying to be all things to all people. So our why was very much wrapped up in the people that we were serving. So have a think, why are you running your agency? It's probably yes to pay the bills, but is there something deeper down inside of you that you're, that's driving you to run that agency? Is there a certain type of people that you are actually serving or is there a certain thing that you're doing that you absolutely love that is driving your passion to run your agency? So first of all, working out your why. And the next step then is looking at what your strengths are. Our biggest issue was that we were all things to all people. We were offering every single service possible. And that would lead to us trying to do a, an app for the iPhone back in the late noughties when there was not much documentation and we only charged 500 pounds for it. And I personally worked, not including the rest of my team, three weeks solid on that. So you can see that that was a very, very bad idea. That was not our strength. We did an amazing job, but for 500 pounds, we were making a significant loss. So what are your strengths as an agency? Why are you running an agency? Is it to feed some of those passions that you have in it? And what are those passions? What are those strengths? Are you really good at web design? Are you really good at building websites? Are you really good at designing apps? What is it that is your absolute sweet spot that you could just do again and again and again and you absolutely love? And obviously, as you're a team, talk with your team. Have that conversation as a wider team. What is it that we are really good at? And you can tell yourselves stories. You can do this for your why. You can do this um, as well for your strengths. Tell yourselves stories of projects that went really, really well and see who was that project with? What was the problem that they had? What were we doing? What services did we offer? And what were the results? Take a look at those sorts of experiences because within that, you will find your why. You will find your strengths. You will also find those superpowers that you have. And importantly, the next point is you will discover who it is that you serve. What we did back in the noughties when we were looking at all of these clients that we'd had in multiple sectors, we started to recognize that we worked best with event organizers. In fact, we worked best with PCOs, which is professional conference organizers. So that's kind of the niche within the niche. They have a certain set of needs. We had the solutions for that in our product. And we also had years and years of experience in conference organizing and working with conference organizers, allowing us to create amazing brands. So we were telling ourselves those stories of all of the projects that had gone amazingly well. And we recognized that any project in any other sector or any project that did not include our strengths had been very stressful, or failures, or very unprofitable. And we were able to move all of those to the side and hone in on the two core services that we were freaking awesome at. And we were able to establish who the people were that we were serving within that. We recognized we were great at web design and web build with our platform. We recognized that we were great at branding. And both of those worked best for the events industry, specifically professional conference organizers. So you can see here, we're starting to build up an identity 
as an agency. And that's why this exercise for you is so important. If you've never, ever gone through this, I recommend you ask yourselves these questions. We'll carry on in a second. But for us, we were a full service agency serving anyone. By the time we'd got to who do you serve, we recognized that we were an agency that looked after professional conference organizers and we gave, we offered them two very specific services and this changed everything for us. We could already see where we could market our business. We could already see how we should talk about our business because we had clarity on who it was that we were serving. Next question you're going to want to ask yourself when you get this far is what problems do your target audience have? This is super, super important. They will have problems and you have the solution. Your superpower is the solution to their problem. Equally, they have aspirations. So what are their aspirations? Because your superpower is going to help them achieve those dreams, those goals, those aspirations. And it's really important once you've focused on who it is that you serve, that you then get down those problems and those aspirations, because they're going to be very helpful when we talk about messaging, but also they're going to help you to thoroughly define the service or the product that you are offering, because you can ensure that that service or product is going to meet those very specific problems or those very specific um, aspirations. And finally, how can you help? Take a look at how can you start to help the target audience that you have chosen. <clears throat> and that means showing up with content. It's not necessarily, we're not talking here about um, the products and services, etc. But how can you start to help by showing up where your target audience is or by sharing freely available information with them, etc. What can you start to do to get to know your target audience better? And the best way to do that is to start going and helping those people. So let's quickly recap identity before we go on to value. Identity, we had an identity crisis. We asked ourselves these questions. We listed down some answers and this gave us clarity. So ask yourself, why are you running your agency? Maybe tell yourself some stories of amazing projects that went really well, that really impacted you and all your clients' lives. What are your strengths? Again, Take a look at those projects. Which projects worked the best? Did you enjoy the most? Did the client get the most value from? Who do, who do you serve? So who have you got a passion for specifically as a client base, as an industry? So it could be a type of client. It could be a type of industry. Also, what are their problems and their aspirations? That's going to help you refine and define your packaging. Sorry, your, your products, your services, et cetera, and define your message later on. And then finally, how can you start to help those people? So how can you start to just show up and learn more about them? Um, once you have finally understood who it is you serve, you need to learn more about them. So you can do that by being in an ear to listen and show up and help. All right, let's get into value here. <clears throat> now then, the moment that we had worked out that we were an agency that served the events industry, specifically conference organizers who needed to be able to sell tickets, um, who needed to be able to attract the right speakers and also needed to get the right amount of footfall in their conferences, we knew that we were, uh, we were of value. We had immense value. When you know your identity and you know who you serve, you know the problems that you solve for those people, 
you have something that is far more special than any full service agency that might be out there or any agency that might be competing on price because you are an agency who understands you are an agency who specializes you are an agency who has a broad breadth of knowledge that that particular client avatar needs you to have and you've learned lessons from previous clients and projects that are going to be of benefit to that client so what we did here is really just give ourselves a pep talk we did the identity element and then we gave ourselves a pep talk on our value the first thing is that we wrote down that we are awesome at what we do we didn't feel awesome at what we did anymore because we were a full service agency trying to do everything and competing on price, which meant many projects were not our strengths, which meant many projects had fallen apart or many projects had not been profitable. So our feeling of self-worth and our value had just plummeted. And that was, that was self-fulfilling. That would just continue in a loop. The moment we had our identity, we understood that we are awesome at what we do, specifically on those things that we have selected as our superpowers. We are awesome at that. Next, we understood that we solve expensive problems. All of these problems that our clients have are not cheap problems. They needed footfall at their events. They needed good sponsors. They needed good speakers. They needed an awesome brand. They needed a platform that would facilitate all of that. And more recently, we've been able to pivot for them and offer them a digital venue so that they can do the physical event online so that they can still service their clients. So we know that we solve expensive problems and we know that we are awesome at what we do. We understood, therefore, that we help people achieve their dreams of growing their events and starting multiple events all around the world, et cetera. Again, why we deal with PCOs specifically, because many of them will run, they'll start maybe with one and then they'll grow to, say, over 100 events plus a year. So we know that we, um, you know, we're helping people achieve their dreams. We're helping people grow their businesses. We are giving them the next point here. We're giving them um, the years and years of our experience as well, which again is highly valuable. An important thing we wrote down is that we are not a regular agency. We've got to get out of the mindset of serving all people with all things. And we've got to get out of the mindset of the race to the bottom with price because there is always going to be somebody who will do it cheaper. It's, 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 you can't win that battle. So we had to remember that we are not a regular agency, that we are unique, that we have something that is really special for a special set of people who have a special set of problems and a special set of dreams and aspirations. And finally, we wrote down that we have worth and we have a mission. Our mission was to help event organizers grow their businesses, to increase footfall, to attract the great speakers, to attract great sponsors. We were really freaking clear on what we needed to do, what we wanted to do, and what we, who we wanted to do that for. And that meant our sense of worth, our sense of value as a business went through the roof. No longer were we looking at the projects that had failed, like the 500 pound app that had cost three weeks of one of the director's time plus all the other stuff and made a loss of thousands. No longer did we focus on that and let that um, mean our self-esteem was down here and our pricing was reflecting where we were feeling. No, we now knew who we were. We knew our identity. Uh, we knew the value that we had to offer and that changed everything that changed our confidence it changed our attitude it changed how we show up with our pricing it was no longer a race to the bottom but we were now um, a 
a big player, as it were, in a small pond because we were showing up for just a small group of people who really needed our help. We're going to jump into the last section now, which is platform. And once you understand your identity, that's again, you know, who you are, what your superpowers are, who you're serving, what problems you're solving for them, etc. Once you understand all of that and you understand your value, your platform becomes really, really easy. Most businesses who struggle with marketing and understanding their marketing messages and who struggle to stand out from the crowd have an identity crisis. I'll say that again because it may hurt, and I'm sorry if this is you, but if you are struggling with your marketing messaging, if you're struggling to know where to show up, you probably have that identity crisis. You probably have not nailed what your superpowers are. You probably have not nailed who it is, what that customer avatar is that you serve. Once we had nailed it, we knew exactly where we needed to show up. We already knew where our event organizers were going to be. They show up on LinkedIn. There's some huge LinkedIn groups. There's also some Facebook groups. We also knew instantly of five yearly events that our target audience would show up in. So we knew that we could go and meet them there as well. Secondly, we knew how to show up. We could show up as ourselves with confidence because the, the best projects that we had worked on were with clients who were friendly and who loved our relaxed approach. So we knew we didn't have to fake it anymore. We could just rock up as ourselves and be there as a listening ear, offering help. It's really important to lead with value and to serve. We could rock up to these events or into Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, wherever it was, and we could serve, we could add value, we could be ourselves and not try and create any sort of fake image. Funnily enough, years ago when we were the full service agency doing everything for all people, we felt that we needed to pretend to be a huge business. The moment that we knew who we were, et cetera, we, we had solved our identity crisis we knew we could just show up as us and be honest about where we, where we were at in our business, but also our experience, et cetera. We could show up as ourselves. Next, we also knew exactly what to talk about because we already knew what problems our target audience was having. So we now know how to show up on any platform because we can speak into the problems and the dreams and aspirations that our target audience has. I can show up at a conference, I can show up at an event, I can show up online, and I can talk the messaging that will resonate with my target audience because I know who it is and what their problems are, etc. And finally, it made it freaking obvious what marketing activities that I should engage with. So let's take a look at your next steps. Grab a pen, take a screenshot. These are your next steps. First of all, I want you to unpack your identity and you may already be there with your identity. You may fully understand where you are and that is great. I would still say though, commit that to paper. Let's go all the way back. You can, uh, the, I believe uh, Yash will um, make all of these available to you afterwards, but take a screenshot of these questions. Ask yourself these questions, talk with the team and see if you can come up with the answers to all of those questions, which will help you formulate that identity. Next, give yourself the pep talk, <laughs> the value pep talk, and then revisit all of your pricing, etc. Remind yourself that you are awesome at what you do because you're focusing on those things that you are awesome at. So unpack your identity, recognize your worth, and then you want to establish your platform. That's your marketing platform.
Step one is going to be to choose where you show up. And that could be a whole range of areas. First of all, you would have uh, your social media. Uh, next, you may have industry-specific events. You may have industry-specific magazines, all of those sorts of things. So take a look at the industry or the type of people that you are serving and work out where it is do they show up because that's where you are going to want to show up with your business as you and as your brand. Next, establish your brand voice. And that should be pretty easy because I'm talking to you as me and both of my businesses talk to you as me. We are ourselves. We're natural. We're not using formal lingo. We're not using buzzwords. Um, we are who we are. We don't like using all of those buzzwords because they confuse us. So we decided that our brand voice was going to be us speaking without any industry lingo whatsoever so that anybody could understand what we were talking about and we weren't alienating people, etc. So that was our brand voice. So set your brand voice, have that clear across the board with your entire team. Next, you want to plan some important messages. We needed to plan a range of really important messages that we would be able to create content around, we would be able to use on social media, and we would also be able to use as conversation starters when we were networking either online or networking in person. So plan some of your messaging, and that would be normally around uh, the problems that the clients have. Equally, it could also be around the aspirations or the dreams that your clients have. So write those down. And then finally, uh, uh, not finally, second to last, review all those marketing channels. Go and check them out. We've decided where we need to show up, but go and have a look. Are people showing up in there? Are they engaging in there? And decide where are you going to commit your time to? It's a really important message I learned about marketing was that you you need to continuously market every day. It's the same as selling every day. You need to do one marketing activity every single day. And if you select your relevant channels of, of marketing, um, sorry, if you select your relevant marketing channels, then you can engage with some form of activity on a daily basis. And that's even when you're busy and stacked up, you still want to engage. That marketing activity could be to go into a Facebook group and answer a couple of questions. It could be to share a Facebook post. It could be to pick up the phone um, and offer some help to somebody. It could be to go to an event on a specific day, like an industry event, etc. But like I said, if you know who it is you're serving, if you know where it is you're showing up, et cetera, then you can easily plan one small marketing activity every single day across all sorts of channels. For example, even though we are a fully digital company, we still invest in our print campaigns because we know that, that the advertisements that we put in the industry magazines for the events industry are visible people are going to see that. So we will invest in that. We will be in the exhibition guides, et cetera. We will sponsor the relevant exhibitions and the relevant uh, events in our industry because believe it or not, event organizers need to go to events about event organizing. So we're there everywhere, making sure that we show up with, uh, with those people, with, with the messages that resonate the most. And lastly, the most important thing is to show up. Folks, um, I would love to do a very little recap just from the very beginning, just so that we get, uh, we, we get it uh, in, in as short as a tweet form, and then we'll open up to some questions. We looked at the time machine and recognized that as a full service agency, 
we were in a really bad place. We didn't know who we served. We didn't know our marketing. We couldn't stand out from anybody. And we were in a race to the bottom for price. We recognized that that's all changed. And we did that because we started to unpack our identity as a business, which is these elements here. By doing the identity piece, it improved our self-worth. We started to recognize that we had worth and that we had value and it built our confidence which then allowed us to build the platform. And that's your marketing platform because we knew where to show up, how to show up, what to talk about, uh, and all of the marketing activities to engage with. Here are your next steps. Let's open up for some questions. Uh, are you there, Yash? Thank you. There you go. Uh, thank you, uh, Lee, for the, uh, for the amazing session. And um, thank so, you. so I see that a couple of people have raised their hands. and. Um, and so Jay and, and other folks, if you can put in your questions in the Q&A section that, that we have um, over here in Zoom, then I'll be able to take those questions as well. Um, in the meantime, however, um, I, have, I have a couple of questions. So, so one of the um, notes that I, that I uh, kind of put on was, um, was that um, I was told this early on by, by a couple of people um, that you know, if, you're, if you're everything for everyone, you end up becoming, uh, you end up becoming nothing for no one. <laughs> um, so because no one knows uh, no one knows that you are um, you know specifically for them or uh, or whether they should look at other uh, exactly and, and so on and, so forth. and also in that you can do it it's just so stressful that you will probably work yourself into an early grave and that's where we were going we were surviving being no, nothing to no one but it was really really hard work <laughs> Sorry, carry on, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, 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 however, uh, and, and so one of the other uh, questions, one of the other notes that I want to add is, is that, you know, we, we spoke at length about, um, about, you know, uh, specific positioning and identifying the niche, um, helping in terms of marketing as well. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the other things that, um, that's really important is, is that the same thing also helps a lot in fulfillment also. Um, because what happens is, is that if, you know, if you're doing mobile apps as well as websites, as well as digital marketing, as well as video, um, then you've got to build those teams. Um, and then mm -hmm. you're under the stress of, of finding those specific projects, right? So, <clears throat> so you're, you're looking for leads, uh, who can, who can basically occupy all different categories of people that you have and not just mm -hmm. all the folks that you have. And, and then you're just focused on, um, on, on kind of churning it and, and leading to the same problems that you also um, mentioned early on, right? Um, yeah, well, that was the problem we had. Because every project was different, it meant the fulfillment of those projects were very, very difficult. Now what we have are projects that are similar, yeah. but we're not necessarily about the project. We're about the outcome. So we're an outcome-driven business, and what excites us the most is seeing the outcome come to pass. So even though people are like, I don't want to do the same thing forever, uh, well, actually, forget about the fact that you may have to do the same thing. You may have to mow the lawn every single weekend, but the outcome, seeing the results, is actually the bit that is kind of the the uh, I don't I don't know is the, the 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 tonic, as it were, for for the business owner and for the employees, knowing that they've helped achieve something each and every time. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so we've got a couple of questions from the from the audience as well. So. Um, so Kajal asks, um, in the B2B industry, does affiliate marketing work extensively or sticking to normal offline or online marketing is better? Uh, and I think this is, 
much more related to just how should you do an outreach in in B two B. Sure. It, it may not be uh, fairly specific to this to this topic that we are discussing, but now that I've got an answer though. Uh, now that we've got you here, if you can help answer that question. Let, let me give you an answer. So, um, so some of the ways that we, right. So once you understand who it is you're going after, uh, that's where it's important. So if you, if you have a business that is all things to anybody, um, affiliate marketing is not going to work because you're trying to reach absolutely everybody anyway. Um, so what we did is we engaged in partnerships, which is very similar to affiliate marketing. But once we'd worked out who it was we were serving, we then went and connected with all of the other suppliers in the events industry. And we've made good friends and partnerships, which means we are now passing business between each other. So they know specifically we do branding and development. Um, we know specifically that they do, uh, they'll maybe staff on site or maybe the do exhibition stand design or whatever it is so we're all able to pass business between each other and it works in a very similar to a, it works in a very similar manner to an affiliate uh, setup because obviously we're also all taking commissions from each other etc so it's a very very good way and that was actually a very rapid way that we were able to grow in the events industry because we made friends with with the same suppliers that were serving serving our niche and then we all worked well together and then obviously I mean, that was in the noughties. Nowadays, we have made it easier tracking-wise because we can use affiliate links as well uh, in that manner. So that's that's our experience, at least on that question. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so, so I think uh, Michael has written in the chat uh, saying, you know, currently they are also in the same position and they are trying to be everything for all people. Um, and, and, and that this content was, was helpful. Um, so Michael, we are going to uh, have a poll towards the end of the session and would be awesome if you could... Uh, if you could vote over there as well and so the other thing that it also helps in in is that is that you know your testimonials become a lot more relevant your presentations uh, mm. become a lot more crisp and relatable to your um, to your target audience right and so um, so one of the things that that i also so so there are two key parts of of positioning right so one is is what is your positioning and and then the second one is who is this positioning for right and we spoke mm -hmm. at length about uh, you know how can you arrive to your positioning finding finding what you're good at finding what your passion is and and then kind of creating an identity around it um, but on the other side of things um, where we want to understand who is this positioning for how do we actually go about it so so essentially i think what i'm trying to ask is is how do you come down to to a fairly specific target market right? and, and so so what are the steps that you could take uh, over there it is for us it was literally telling those stories so we had to tell we had to tell ourselves as a team the stories of our agency uh, that was the good the bad and the ugly so let's discuss projects let's discuss experiences let's discuss telephone calls um, that we've had that and put them into kind of two camps number one feel good camp number two feels bad camp um, and we could put particular types of clients in the feel bad camp where we'd maybe had conversations that had not gone well or we'd been threatened to be sued or whatever and then equally in the good camp we could see a, a picture of the types of projects that we were excelling at and the types of clients that we really liked working with that resonated with us um, and also the types of industries that we were resonating with us uh, that were resi resonating sorry so we could see very very clearly events we could see the type of customer it was always the for us it was the events marketing team who we would do best with because we were able to talk at their level um which was a slightly less technical level for them and we were able to support those people so it allowed us then to create the customer avatar that we reach out to event marketers they're not necessarily the final decision maker but they're the people that we need to make feel safe so that they will then say we need event engine in our business and they will tell all the powers that be and everyone else 
we need event engine this is the product that we need or this is the service that we need um so that made it a very very clear process so for me it's always storytelling um the good the bad the ugly <laughs> got it got it so 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 it's it's a, it's a so uh, would it be fair to say that that it's not it, it it's kind of a process that happens over a period of time rather than yeah that took that took at least six months and we've been refining it ever since yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not overnight because we we don't we don't get it right all the time plus i mentioned the pivot that we had to make recently events physical events have been cancelled all around the world um so suddenly you have physical events having to go digital so we've had to change our messaging and help people understand how to get online now um, and provide a service we we very quickly built a platform for people to use as an online digital venue so that's changed and we are now relearning a lot of our marketing messages and and trying to understand what the new problems are that our event marketers have. And we don't have a full picture yet because we're still only three or four months into COVID lockdown, et cetera. So uh, not only is it something that will take a little while when you start, but it's something that you just have to keep having these conversations because things do change. Got it. So um, an anonymous attendee asks, um, you know, what is the best strategy for setting the pricing for SEO, uh, social media development, social media management and, and web development. So, so great question. So um, before I, and, and so I know it is, it is not um, on the topic, but we still uh, want you to answer in terms of $1 million. However, <laughs> how, however, <laughs> uh, before, before I let you do that, I, I have to tell you, uh, you know, anonymous attendee, we've got, we've got an amazing session. Um, uh, the fifth session today, by by league of uh, he's going to talk about object oriented pricing for your uh, for your agencies and and he's going to talk about a complete process um, or a framework that you can develop around coming up with pricing that works um, for you and and for your clients as well uh, however um, you know lee how do you go about um, how do you go about your pricing for your services great i do this no i'm joking so we do. So I would highly recommend listen to Lee Goff. He is, is incredible. He's got a very good system. Um, he's had a hell of a lot of experience as well over the many years. So me and Lee were good friends. Uh, so I'd highly recommend that for us. What we do is because we're very, uh, our services are kind of very product orientated. We've already worked out things like our time and material and all of those sorts of things. And we've also then done, so we work out all of that. We then work out um, what we need on top to operate as a business. And then we also add a margin on that. So we, we are just very standard. We then also compare prices in the industry to see whether or not we are absolutely ridiculously overpriced or whether we're also ridiculously underpriced because sometimes underpricing yourself actually puts people off your product. And we found that when we first launched a few months ago, our virtual product, we were putting people off because we were actually coming in too low. So we changed the services we offered with it uh, and we dramatically increased the price and we're actually selling much better now uh, by doing that. So that's, that's a very kind of simplified process. I have done uh, at least two podcasts on the agency trailblazer podcast as well that do give you a framework for pricing. Uh, however, nothing better than watching someone on video and writing notes at the same time. So stay tuned for league off later on today. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thank you for that. So um, we've got, um, We've got Sangeet, uh, Sangeet Rajoria, uh, who's, who's saying that, you know, the webinar is adding immense value. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. And, and thank you, Lee, for, uh, for, for okay. joining us and sharing the value. Um, and, and so, again, uh, we, we will be having a poll uh, coming up at the end of the, uh, just near the end of the session. And you can uh, vote at that point of time as well. And you also added a comment saying, um, you know, we can add a five minutes explanatory session on client. So, so I, I, to be honest, I, I thought about it. Um, but one of the things is, is that we don't 
want to uh, so so over here the idea is is that we help um, um, you know agencies serve their clients better with our product which is on clientjoy.io but over here uh, for these two days at the summit we are we are essentially looking to help say agencies achieve the same thing serving their clients better but through knowledge um, and and experience from other people um, and by reducing your cost of learning and and that's what um, we want to do so so we are we are honestly very very trying really hard to 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 make sure that the mention of client joy as a product is is to the minimum right so mm. but but thank well you're you. doing what i said which is you're showing up and helping yeah. uh, and by doing that you're growing an audience of your ideal customers who grow to know like and trust you and people will want to use the product because it will be solving the needs that you've already established so yash and the team are an excellent uh, example of going from you know full service IT agency to we have a particular target audience who have a particular type of problem and we're here to serve that. Uh, but you're showing up by adding value and helping, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, thank Peace. you, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and so I think we have we have another really cool question from uh, from Shashwat. So, firstly, he really loves the background that you have. Um, no problem. So do I. eBay lights yeah. behind me. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's really nice, and and so uh, so he says, uh, you know, when when you've when you've been for a couple of years, even you've been a full service agency, and then and then when you're trying to identify the niche, um, and and kind of um, you know reduce a little bit or or kind of strain a little bit on on the offerings that you have, and, and go vertically down into into a particular offering or a group of particular offerings, um, how do you actually communicate that to your team? Because um, for a while you had a team that is that is doing everything. For everyone, mm. and and then now, so now you're going to be having a much smaller niche. So, so how do you actually go about making sure that the culture doesn't get affected, people don't get worried that they might be out of place soon because the positioning has changed and, and the marketing messaging has changed for for other people. So, how do you go about it? Sure. Um, frankly, sometimes you do have to downsize. Um, if you've built a business that serves all people, uh, you will hit a point where, as you niche down, some people will not have a position anymore and we did have to go through that process we realized that you know we'd hired app developers and we were not going to be doing app development anymore so we had to help them in their journey um what we did i, I mean i hate letting people go but it was the business needed it and we had to serve the business's requirements and also serve that of our clients so we did have to let some people go but the way we did that was to help them set up on their own as consultants, as developers, et cetera. And most of those um, went out and have continued to run their own agencies ever since. Uh, so we've got some very successful agencies out there that were ex-employees of ours. Um, and, or we helped them get into another job. So, you know, we really wanted to support those that we had to let go because we did have, have to let a few people go during that process. Um, equally, to um, avoid kind of the, the fear and, uh, and that and to maintain the culture, what we had to do was explain the vision to everybody, help people understand, get everyone to share the story so that everybody could get on board with this, so that the people who were remaining understood that they were safe, that they were part of this team that had the value to offer to the target audience that, uh, you know, that we were going after. We were going after the events industry. We were going to help them to sell more tickets, to grow their businesses, put on more events, uh, attract more sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. We had a very clear mission. We repeated it practically weekly and everybody knew their position within that. The designers knew that they were responsible for creating attractive design. The developers knew they were responsible for great user experience, et cetera. So we were all bought into a united message. And in fact, by doing that, 
people were more bought into our business than ever before with regards to our team and our employees. Because when we did everything, nobody really had an identity. Once the business had an identity, then everybody had an identity within it. That is, that is really, really um, well put. And so, so now uh, what we'll do is, so, uh, so all of you might be able to see the, the poll that, that I've put up on. on and I vote that my own session was useful. <laughs> yeah, you can do that as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but, but I'm seeing the results. And, and so, uh, so more than up until now, more than 95% of people have said that the session was useful and, and they are getting value. That's from good. Well. Um, and so that's, uh -huh. that's super cool. So, so 95% of people typically don't agree on anything. Right? <laughs> so, uh, Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Sanjeet, as well. Uh, said, I'm an amazing teacher. You repeated two to three times the core learnings. Thank you. Yes. I do it for my own sake as well, because <laughs> otherwise I lose my place. Yeah, sometimes teaching <laughs> to other people also helps you remind those. Um, those <laughs> so, so, Lee, what we'll what we do is we'll take this one last question, because I think yep. uh, this is super important. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and while we'll, we'll cover parts of these questions in, in other sessions as well, uh, but Carlos asks, um, you know, he does, he does web design for, uh, for other companies. Um, and he's currently struggling um, to to uh, make their make his customers see his words, right? Because mm -hmm. they are only paying him once the work is done, and they don't say what the price is um, before they start uh, working with them, right? So um, they don't even offer opportunity to say his price. And so, so if you can, mm -hmm. and this is super important, right? I I I personally went through this challenge. Uh, a lot of agencies go through this challenge, and and so if you can, again, so not necessarily in and around positioning, but, but given your experience, you may also have seen, um, uh, you know, something like this happen to you. And, and so if you can, yep. yeah. So what, what I'll tend to do is I'll shift the conversation and the conversation will be very much around what it is they're trying to achieve or what problem they're trying to solve, which we talked about earlier. And I know it sounds cliche, but the moment that that potential customer or that existing client understands what it is they're trying to achieve, um, they will start to recognize the increased value of what they're asking you to do. So it's really important to have that conversation. What we'll do uh, in a website discovery meeting, for example, is ask what it is that they're trying to achieve with this website. And perhaps they want to achieve an increase of 20% of, of attendee registrations. And we will then say, well, what's the value of that to you? And they might then share that that's an extra 100,000 pounds in revenue. So we've already started talking about money. Um, they've already shared with us uh, the, the revenue, what they're, uh, what they're targeting to earn etc so it's now reasonable for us to say well we believe the following actions will help you to achieve that um i.e 20 percent of that hundred thousand pounds i think would be perfectly reasonable for us to take to help you get that so would you spend twenty thousand pounds with us to get that hundred thousand pounds into your business so that's where we will shift the conversation about what it is they're trying to achieve the problems they're trying to solve and and what our place is in there for it and it also gives us an incredible measurable because what we're saying is we're going to show up for you you're going to spend 20 grand with us but you are going to see the result which will be that 100 grand increase in revenue so that gives them that roi right from the get-go they understand their investment they understand their return and then obviously <laughs> it's on you to help because <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's the scary bit that's the bit that many of us don't want to stick our stake in the ground and say yeah i'm going to help you get 100 grand because we doubt ourselves <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then so, so, so that's that's another interesting point, right? So, so where where there are two approaches where you could go from a cost-based pricing, but over here we're mm -hmm. talking about a value based on an ROI based pricing. And and so mm -hmm. interestingly, 
um, uh, we've got another session with with uh, uh, Senthil, uh, who's who's VP at at uh, Neil Patel Digital, who's going to talk about um, who's going to talk about um, you know ROI driven conversations with your clients, mm -hmm. and that session is going to be happening um, happening tomorrow. Um, and and awesome. great, I mean, so this is this is. Uh, Super validation in terms of questions uh, that we are getting that that you know we are having answers to those in terms of sessions that are coming up, and um, Lee uh, a big hug from from all of us at at Client Joy and all the attendees uh, over here.